Making Menuhin is made possible by a generous contribution from the Linhart Foundation. In 2010, Kirsten Liang was 13 and getting ready for something that would change his life. The Menuhin competition is very dear to me because it's, it was really the, the turning point in my early musical life. But first, he had to get there. We came from Canada and it was going to be my first time in Europe. Remember those massive volcanic eruptions in Iceland? Air travel was shutting down all over Europe. For me, this was, I think, what makes this story so extraordinary. The family made it to Germany. Then they had to figure out how to get to the competition in Norway that was just days away. And uh, so my parents and I ended up spending maybe 50-something hours worth of train and bus travel from all the way from Frankfurt up to Oslo. Kirsten says the trains were crowded and things were very uncertain at each station. But somehow they made it in time for the competition. And uh, by that point, I didn't touch the violin for, for three days. But that may have been a good thing. What I remember was that that was probably the first time in my life where I wasn't nervous at all performing. And it uh, just shows what a little adventure can do. This is Making Menuhin, the inside stories of the world's best young violinists. I technically started on a cardboard box. <laughs> it's like a heartbeat, like bing, bing, bing. There are so many more emotions that can be expressed through music than I could ever hope to achieve with my words. Every two years, the Menuhin competition takes place in a different city around the world. The competition was originally scheduled to take place in Richmond, Virginia in 2020, but it was postponed to next year due to the coronavirus pandemic. Ahead of that, we're making this podcast to introduce you to some of these talented young violinists competing in what's known as the Olympics of the Violin, a musical, cultural, and educational exchange founded by Yehudi Menuhin. I'm your host, Sarah Schilling. On today's episode, we hear from Kirsten Leong, who won junior first prize at the Menuhin Competition Oslo in 2010. Since then, he's played in the most prestigious concert venues in the world, he's soloed with orchestras all over Europe and Canada, and he's dedicated himself to teaching the next generation of classical musicians. My name is Kirsten Leong. I'm a violinist from Canada. I'm currently based in Ottawa, where I was also born and raised. And um, I travel all over uh, being a soloist and chamber musician. I grew up in a musical family, so my mom is a pianist and my dad is a scientist. He's not a professional musician, but he is a passionate music lover. So immediately from the time I was uh, born 
there was always some sort of music going on in the background. And also my older brother played cello. And uh, my, yeah, then my parents got me a violin when I was around four. And I started playing around four and a half, I would say. One of those very small ones, obviously. Um, it struck a chord with me, I think, the violin, because first of all, it was just, you know, physically, it's a pretty rigorous instrument, even if you're just scratching away, I guess, at the beginning. The physical action of playing the violin is what I would imagine for, at the age I was, you know, very fun. And I already was, you know, positively predisposed to the sound of the instrument. I was 13 when I participated in Venue Competition 2010. I remember, in addition to not being nervous, I think I told myself to tell a story. And that's what I did on stage. You know, all these images, different images flashing, flashing in my mind, trying to follow some sort of, you know, narrative, I guess, that gave me direction in the music that I was playing. and that really helped me. I wasn't thinking about nailing this certain passage. I wasn't thinking about, oh, okay, you know, I have to get every single note right. I wasn't thinking about the pressure. I was only thinking about the story and what this music that I was playing meant to me. In a way, even up to this point now, that still is an inspiration for me and is still the way I would like to to approach music making as long as I'm as long as I end up doing it because that's really the essence of it is just loving what you do. the musicians we've featured on Making Menuhin have distinct memories of their first violin, even when it was made from a cardboard box. They've shared the joy and excitement of getting their first real violins, and some, like Kirsten Leong, have had the opportunity to play rare instruments crafted by master luthiers centuries ago. I'm very fortunate to be playing a Guaneri del Jesu violin. Uh, courtesy of um, Mr. Roger Dubois of Canemex, who has been such a, a wonderful, a wonderful support for more than half my life, actually.
Koneri del Jesu is one of the one of the two most legendary names in Luthiri in violin making, along with Stradivarius, of course. Uh, and it's always been sort of this age-long debate, you know, among violinists and violin enthusiasts, you know, which one, which one is better? And it's like almost yin and yang, how different those instruments are. This particular violin, which is called the Ex Bora Baumgartner, belonged to a German violinist, I think, in the beginning of the 19th century, named Anton Bora, hence its name. And even to this day, it just it never fails to to blow my mind. Also, how these instruments have have gone through history, have probably seen so much of history in the last 300 years. This violin is very special to me because it's probably the first violin that I've tried which immediately made a connection with my inner voice. So in the way that I want to imagine music or to imagine the music that I'm playing, the voice with which I do that, it's probably the violin that comes the closest to that. It has a very dark and rich timbre but is also very capable both in its low end and in the high range to treble range as well and also has some some texture some grit in the sound as well which i which i love it's almost like a sound with with character So my dad, of course, being a music lover and a scientist, I think ever since I started playing violin, he was increasingly more and more interested in how playing the violin works. And I guess um, it was around the time, of course, that I participated in the Menuhin, even shortly before that, that my dad started experimenting with certain concepts and sort of using me as his guinea pig, which was great fun, actually, just in terms of like, to learning about what the string does when it's vibrating and how to excite it and what's essential in producing sound to releasing that resonance. Hearing about those concepts, learning about those concepts and um, sort of experimenting, I guess, with my dad has led me to form my own way of interpreting that and applying it in my technique. And uh, it's still fascinating. I mean, it's ever-changing. Um, but I think it has had a very distinct mark on my playing so far.
no matter what the nature of the beginning might be, whether it's strong, whether it's an accent, whether it's gradual, but to always sort of at time zero to really get that kink or that contact. And from that moment onwards, though, to see what kind of, let's say, a weight, bow weight or pressure, you know, how to allow the string to, to vibrate at its most sort of uninhibited. Power really does come from, in a way, from relaxation, you know, it doesn't really come from tension, but it comes rather from, from how we are able to let everything loose, you know, how to best make the sound free. Kirsten Leong won Junior First Prize at the Menuhin Competition Oslo in 2010. On today's show, Kirsten performed Estreita by Manuel Ponce and the Almond Movement from the Fourth Violin Sonata by Eugene Yisai. You can see images of Kirsten and learn more about his work at vpm.org violin. <laughs> Making Menuhin is a production of VPM, thanks to the Linhart Foundation for its financial support. Russell Gragg recorded our interview with Kirsten in Toronto. Our theme music is from Telemann's Fantasia No. 10 for solo violin in D major, performed by Kaylee Kim. Additional music was composed and recorded by Wes Swing. Today's episode was produced by Peter Solomon and Catherine Comp. Our digital and support team includes Angela Massino, Ashley Branch, Louise Keaton, Benet Mosby, Gavin Wright, and Marshall Lloyd. Steve Humble is VPM's Chief Content Officer. Support this show by going to vpm.org donate. Find more Making Menu in episodes wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. It helps spread the word about the show. I'm Sarah Schilling. Until next time, keep practicing! VPM.